Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And there can be no other. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's a Friday here in Pittsburgh, and the Steelers uh, leave tomorrow morning to head to Seattle for what is essentially a playoff game. Pretty darn close. Yeah, it's important to Seattle dire importance to the Steelers. Yeah, it's not yeah. quite as important to Seattle no. as it is to, to Pittsburgh. They could still, basically what they need to do is win one of their last two. Correct. Yeah. Just I, given I think the state of the NFC. Yeah, it's just a little less competitive. Fewer teams really fighting for the same spots. And, yeah, they're not in a terrible situation. But the Steelers, they need to win this one. They need to win the next one after that against Absolutely. Baltimore. And even then, they're not guaranteed anything. They still need some help, and so, you know, you look at this, we've now seen another, we saw another team uh, clinch last night with the Cleveland Browns getting Mm in, Um, and so there's one fewer spot. There's basically two wild card spots now still up for grabs. Still for grabs, yeah. In the the AFC. Not surprising that the Browns got in, but, I mean, they had a leg up on the others, but still, there's only two officially for, what, like six teams? It's what it comes down to is uh, you know when you start looking at the breakdown here, uh, technically the Raiders are still alive. They can be eliminated this weekend. Yeah, but their path. I was actually listening on the way here. Isn't as crazy as you think. Oh no! I, I mean, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they got to beat the Colts and they got to beat Denver without Russell Wilson. Yeah, that would get them to nine and eight. They would need more help. They need a little bit more help, yeah. but it's not as insane as you think for them. I just assumed they would yeah. have no shot. Well, at and all. really, Denver's in the same boat because they're yeah, seven. Yeah, and yeah, eight. yeah. Those teams are not yet eliminated. The Jets were eliminated. Good. Yeah, for, for good. <laughs> I think they were eliminated before that, but they're six they're and out. ten. They're yeah, done. they're done. Yeah. Uh, so if you look at it, there's still 12 teams remaining in the AFC for seven spots. For seven spots, okay. So some are already in of those 12, right? There's four officially eliminated, right? There's only actually three have only clinched. Hmm, okay. Three have clinched. Nobody in the and, South yet. And the Chiefs haven't yet. Four either. teams have been eliminated. Yeah, Baltimore has clinched a playoff spot. Miami has clinched a playoff spot. Right, both. Cleveland has clinched a playoff spot. Those are the 11 win teams. Okay. Kansas City has not yet clinched. Right. This game this weekend against Cincinnati is very meaningful for them. And if they stumble there, it's other teams are still alive, and I think they only have to win one of their last two. The from Raiders what I and Broncos would both be alive for the division title. For the division title, right, right. Like Not they just could completely birds. miss the playoffs. Still, think about that's that. mind-boggling. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I get it. I mean, they've been playing poorly. I think they'll handle the Bengals, but that's not a done deal. Jamar Chase comes back, and would that eliminate the Bengals? Uh, if the Bengals lose, they would be eight and eight, and not quite eliminated, but, but on kind of serious like the kind of like, I mean, yeah. they may be because they're three and seven. It would depend on who the other teams are, because okay. they do have a win over Buffalo. They do have, you know, they've beaten yeah, some yeah, of these yeah. other okay, teams. Okay, just depends who else loses and yeah. who's remaining. Okay, and I think that's the case for a lot of the non-AFC South 
wild card contenders. Yeah. Steelers, Bills, you know, Bengals, those guys. So where it gets starts to get a little hinky here is that like the Bills are still alive to win the AFC East. Yes. Where Miami has clinched a playoff spot, so Miami would still could still get into the players. They're they're in the playoffs. They're, Miami's going either way. Yeah, either way. But even they, if they might lose not win the division. Two. But I, I believe, and I ran this through some of the simulator stuff. Mm-hmm. I believe if the if the Dolphins lose out and the Steelers would win in, the Steelers would be the higher seeded team. The Dolphins would oh, be really? the seven seed. So there's a chance the Steelers aren't even the seven if yeah. they get in. They could be the six. They they have the tiebreaker over Buffalo as well, assuming okay. Buffalo loses one of its. Buffalo would have to lose one of its final two games, which would get them a six conference loss. Do, does Buffalo control their own fate? Like, if they win their next two, are they in no matter yeah, what? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Okay. Yeah. And the South is a mess. Yeah. Currently, the two teams that control their their own fate are Buffalo and Indianapolis. They're currently in the six and seven spots. Okay. So you're really rooting against those teams. If if those two teams, really, what you're rooting for this weekend? This is the ideal situation for mm-hmm. the Steelers. Obviously, Steelers win. The Colts lose to the Raiders. Which is possible. I think it's like a three-point spread, yeah. two and a half, something like that. Because the Colts then host Houston in week Colts. 18. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you want the Colts to lose this week and win next week. Okay. Stroud's back, and he'll probably still be around for that game. But Pittman's also back for Indy yeah. and should be you know, around. If okay. that happens, and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things line up then. Things line up if you if you go 2 and 0, but if you have to up, go course, 2 and 0. Of course, of course. That's the that's the part of the whole equation that to that me doesn't really matter else is the most difficult part of the equation. The Steelers winning the final two games. I agree. I 100% agree. Um we'll get the predictions and stuff. I mean, I think this is a winnable game. If by chance Baltimore's got all guns a-blazing, that's going to be a really difficult challenge, but they're we not know. Going to. I, I don't think so. They're not going to because I think they're going to beat Miami. That's what I do too. But yeah. I mean, it's not a done deal. But still, all guns are blazing. Ravens is still Steelers. Ravens. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it's we still, saw that earlier this yeah, year, yeah. and you know what happens. I mean, yeah. These... I doubt it's be thirty to nothing. You know, I mean, it's still going to be probably a tight game. So, most importantly, and can't stress this enough, and everybody knows that you got to win Seattle. You know, you gotta you win. Gotta you win gotta do something that you haven't done since 1983. Mm-hmm. But to your point, this is a winnable game. Seattle's so injury report again today uh, from my, last though. night was unbelievable. Let's do that. Um, there, yeah, it's, it's you know when you start looking at who they they potentially won't have for this game. While you're digging that out, another thing I've found out in the last 24 hours, this te- this team throws the ball well. Of course, their protection's bad. We've known that, but. They're particularly bad against man coverage. And the Steelers will, of course, Porter on Metcalf, et cetera. They're a heavy man team. And yeah. even with the state of their safeties and linebackers, et cetera, I bet they're kind of aggressive with their man coverage calls. So we we talked about the, the practice report for Wednesday yesterday. Uh, obviously, being on the West Coast, their, their practice report isn't finished mm-hmm. until, until after our show ends. So yesterday... They Which is have, the big day. That's Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Didn't have wide receiver uh, D. Eskridge. Okay. I Did, doubt he's playing. Yeah. Didn't have tackle Jason Peters. Mm. No Kenneth Walker. Wow. Again, I shoulder, thought that was okay. His shoulder and illness. Uh, no linebackers uh, Nick Bellore and Jordan Brooks. Defensive ends Mario Edwards and Draymond Jones. Wow. Jones Linebacker again. Frank Clark. Now he was a resting player at this point, but he hasn't really played for them. No. And DK Metcalf. 
Is that new? Was he on it last yesterday? He, he was not on it yesterday. That's a new one with a back issue. Wow. Okay. Didn't practice at all yesterday. Didn't practice at all yesterday. Wow. I mean, what if he doesn't go? Then you put Porter if, on Lockett? If he doesn't go, the Steelers win this game. I tend to agree. I mean, if, that would be a big If he blow. and Walker don't go, yes. the Steelers win this game. Explosive plays <laughs> really worry me, and Walker's a very explosive running back. And he doesn't catch a lot of passes, but when they dump it to him, he does a lot he can with do, He can yeah. hurt you quickly. And we know what DK can do. The guys who were limited again were Anthony Bradford, safety Jamal Adams, and cornerback Devin Witherspoon. Okay. That's two days in a row for all three of those guys being mm-hmm. limited. All were more or less starters. Bradford's a starting guard. Yeah. I mean, he's not great, but it's just – I think Peters would probably have been his backup. I mean, he's yeah. played a lot of guard. He's played a lot of right tackle. Wow. I'm trying to think how that all, all would shape out. Adams really doesn't move the needle one way or another for me, to be honest with you. But I actually kind of prefer he plays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can – if it's him on Fryermuth or whatever, I think you go that direction often, or him on Warren even, you know. Um Spoon matters. Uh, I mean, I think he's yeah. their best corner. As we were talking about yesterday, last week they had already Burns play almost 50 snaps. I mean, you'll like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, that, that's a hip issue for a cornerback. Um, he's missed, what, the last two games with that? I think so. I know yeah. he didn't play last week. I think it's been two. Yeah, so. I mean, all the that's a big thing you scout with, you know, with corners. Your hip swivel, hip turn, right. your ability to flip your hips. I mean. Now they're a heavy zone team, so mm-hmm. it's not like he's you know at, you're asking him to turn and run with guys. Not a lot. as much, right? But but still, when somebody runs past you, you got to explode. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, even if they catch the ball in front of you, you got to drop your hips mm-hmm. and come up and make the tackle. That too, that too. I, this is something the Niners do really well. I would run at their corners. Yeah. I would try to get guys on the edge and make him make, tackle. Feel in particular. that hip a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I'd get try to get Najee coming down downhill on him early. And I'm not a doctor, and I hate talking about injuries, but just hip for a corner that he's missed time, I bet that's a game-time decision. I bet out that's a go-give-it-a-try. And maybe in the first quarter he's like, eh, yeah. you know, I'm not loving this. And then you got Artie Burns out there again, you know? Yeah, uh, so that's that's an extensive injury report for mm-hmm. them and, and some really key players. I mean, Draymond yeah, Jones, too. too is Draymond Jones is one of their best, most important guys. Yeah. yeah. They get, I mean, he's making a lot of money. So I mean that two O line injury. Brooks is their best linebacker. Like yeah, then we get Bush if you don't yeah. have him. You know, so there's former Sealer first round picks waiting in the wings if these guys can't go, and they've yeah. had to play a lot. Significant, significant things here. So yeah, I mean you know if it, so it's 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 a winnable game. Oh, I think so too. The the question is you know do you do you see ghosts of Christmas past when you go out there and deal with that that city that mm-hmm. facility it's a different facility obviously over the years but of course i mean you've had some rough goes of it out there yeah but i i think there's a lot of credence to that you know again i brought up the wolf and i mean oh you know wolf has played in a long time though. Yeah. You know i mean like <laughs> i wonder how many i mean it's not the kingdom the kingdom was loud yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but i wonder how many current Steelers have any memories of that place you know, or making a Seattle road trip. Doesn't happen Current very ones? often. Uh, I mean, besides Cam Hayward. Be, it would be Cam Hayward. Boz, maybe. I think, <laughs> yeah. Bo- yeah, Boswell would be the other one. That's right. it. I don't think anyone's like, boy, I hate coming here, you know? Yeah, is it, is it remarkably Tomlin. louder than, say, Kansas City? Sure, Is sure. it remarkably louder than Baltimore? You yeah. Know, I mean, some of these places. I mean, it's a little bit longer road trip, but you don't have these terrible memories of it. I mean, Tomlin might. I no, mean, you're not. You're not beaten before you get on the plane. Right, right. It's not like, boy, I hate going here. I'm, you know, their attitude should be fine like it's any other road trip, unless they're listening to all the media all week. Oh, they never win there. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. Like Joey Porter Jr. talked about the matchup with uh, 
with DK Metcalf. He goes, oh, this is one I had circled really? all year long. I can imagine, yeah. Because this is, you know, I mean, Metcalf's considered one of the top receivers oh, yeah. in the league. And, yeah. and you know, you, you want to keep testing yourself. You want – and I'm also – I'm pretty sure he probably had it circled because Witherspoon was one of the guys that went ahead of him. Oh, I'm sure he paid attention. It's not just the Metcalf the situation, but, and, yeah. you know, he thought he's a first-rounder. Mm-hmm. But you was a 32nd pick in this year. That's not a first rounder, right. but yeah. And these other corners went ahead of him. Yeah, they, those guys remember that stuff for sure. If Metcalf doesn't go, would you put him on Lockett? I mean, they're such different players. And you know Porter's been priming for Metcalf all week. Or would you just left-right it maybe? I think I mean, you just left-right it. I think I'd left-right it because Lockett's such a different style. Yeah. And he's craftier. And, you know, not that he Porter would be horrible against him. I mean, but you know, do you – you just say, hey, you got Smith and Jigba, and we'll mm-hmm. double-team Lockett all the time. Yeah. I mean, he would drift to the slot, but Porter's done some of that, you know, yeah. in terms of following I'm guys. sure they matched up against each other. The Big Ten. In the Big Ten, yeah. I'm sure they crossed paths, no doubt. So Interesting. Yeah, I mean, those are things that, we'll, you know, the Steelers will figure out here as they continue to that Metcalf fine stuff tune is news, yeah. Yeah, that's that's when it, when it crops up like that. Yeah. After he practiced on Wednesday, then didn't practice and it's a back. Yeah. And so those type of things are usually alarms. Yeah. You know, red that's flag. awesome yeah. stuff. But, yeah, you look at this, uh, this the, the situation here in the AFC. Um, yeah, you have to climb over two teams, mm-hmm. essentially, to get into the playoffs. But you know either Indianapolis or Houston are going to – they play each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so much is going to be learned yeah. in the next couple of days. A tie would actually be the ideal situation in yeah. that game. Hasn't been any all year, right? Hasn't been a tie yeah. this year. If those two teams tie and the Steelers go two and zero, is that like two losses? Essentially, yeah. Because yeah, you would finish not like two yeah. wins for the Because they would both be at nine nine wins, and you would you'd have one more. Assuming win. they win this week, yeah, you'd have one more you'd win. Have you're more in more win than those guys. That would be lo- that'd be lovely. I mean, I'm a, putting every, <laughs> everything I own on it, yeah, betting that one. But that's interesting. Yeah. So, cool. you know, so you know, I don't know how you look at this. Um, you know, do you root? Or do you say I? I know we're the, rooting for Baltimore. The Bills can just win out because the the problem then becomes okay. So if you do get in, is let's say you're in as a seven seed, mm-hmm. you want to go to Buffalo? Or you want to go to Miami? I'd much rather go to Miami. Yeah, much rather go to Miami. I'm with you. And they would right now. I mean, they're pretty locked in with Kansas City losing, unless Miami loses out, which is possible. Yeah, I mean it's Ravens Bills. But if Miami loses out and the Bills win out, the Bills win a division. Mm-hmm. So, we worry about. I mean, certainly, I'm not Which, concerned if, at all. If about then round Kansas, one, well, I'm trying to think. Kansas City beat Buffalo, right? I think so. Yeah. So Kansas City with two wins would then be the two seed. So you go to Kansas City instead. KC can still be the two seed. If if they beat, they yeah, get, it won't be the South. Okay, yeah, It'd be. They beat the Dolphins, so they yeah. head to head there, and they beat. Or they lost to the Bills. So, no, the Bills could be the two. Wow. Bills could be all the way at the two. You go from being out of the playoffs They'd have to a win both. Ago. Kansas City has to lose one? No, even if they finish tied. They have the same record right now. They're both 9-6. Wow. So, if the Bills win both. They would be the two and seed. And Dolphins win to the lose the Ravens. Even if – doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter. So, if, if the, the Bills bi- win both, they win the division? They win the, they win the division, and they're the two seed. Wow. Times have changed. <laughs> I mean, they, they had like – Eight teams, or ten teams to climb over, like a, two days ago, it seems like. You know? But that's just the, that's so bonkers. When, when yeah. people look at this this whole thing and say, "Well, there's no, there's no way 
you know, Houston's losing to Tennessee. Or the really? Bills. Right, 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 right. No, I 100% With everything agree. that's happened in the league this year, you're, I, I'm done talking in absolutes. I know. I'm Me not, not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, like, we're just talking about the Bills. Like, they could stumble against New England. I'm not going to say there's no way they can't beat Belichick. You know what I mean? Like, that could be a 10-9 game that they lose with a kick at the end or something. I mean, this, this league is bonkers. So, yeah, you, I mean, so sneaking into the playoffs as the as the, the seven might get you Buffalo. Might get you Buffalo. I think it might. I think there's a good chance. There's a good chance that, that we get you Buffalo. All it takes is the Bills to win the next two. Yeah. I think they're favored in both. I think they're favored against Miami if they played right now. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Especially without Waddle. Yeah. I doubt he plays next week. Yeah, He's right. not playing this week. I mean, he's already been ruled out. Huh. Okay. So, it's... It's all right there ahead of them. It's just a matter, and, and I don't honestly at this point I don't care who you who you they would match up against in the playoffs. Oh no, just I mean, get in. Yeah, that's just get in. Yeah, that's being pretty picky. Although I have to <laughs> I have to say that a, a a trip to Kansas City, I mean it looks like it's a done deal that Cleveland is going to play the winner of the AFC South, which isn't too bad for them. I would yeah. be pretty comfortable with that if I'm the. Browns oh, yeah. going to Jacksonville, Indy, or Houston. Unless. They're probably favorites in all those on the road. The only way that wouldn't happen would be if Miami would win this week but then lose next week and Cleveland loses at Cincinnati, which could happen. Yeah, that could happen. Division game. Um, Cleveland can still win the division, though, right? Cleveland right now can still win the division. That's why the Baltimore-Miami game is, is so meaningful. If Baltimore wins it, they clinch the division. Yeah, and then they're just relaxing for two weeks yeah. then. Yeah. Okay. If – Okay, I think I know the answer to this. If Baltimore wins Sunday, are they the one seed no matter what? I know they win the division, but do they need anything else to happen to rest their starters? Uh, Cleveland's a lose, but I mean everybody behind well, they them, wouldn't. We everybody wouldn't behind yet. them would have to lose. Miami would have a head-to-head win over them, so Miami would be the one seed. So that no, they're not resting. I'm just saying, if Baltimore wins, oh, if they win, they're they're yeah. the one seed. I believe so, yeah. Okay, I was saying, do we need any other things to Although happen? I'm not quite sure how that works because Cleveland right now is 3-2 and two in, the, in the division, and those two teams split. Yeah, and Cleveland's already only has Cleveland, one game left. And Cleveland's a game behind them with one game left. What's their tiebreakers? That, that's what we don't know. Again, they, they split. Well, if Baltimore wins this week, they would be 8-3 and three in the conference. Cleveland would be 8-3. and three. Cleveland is 8-3 and three in the conference. But I don't think – everything that I've seen says Baltimore – clinches the one seed this week. I thought that, but I was just a little uncertain. I'm not sure how that would work if Cleveland them win if Cleveland were to win its its regular season finale and Baltimore would lose it, Cleveland would have the better division record. Hmm. So we might need So they, there might be no chance that they rest their starters in week 18. Or are we talking Man. ourselves in circles? I think we're talking ourselves in circles. Because I thought there was... Let's take a break yeah, and I'll yeah, look yeah, at yeah. that. Okay, okay. And, and take a look and see exactly... Because a Browns win last night I don't think has that much bearing. I don't think so either. I mean, they can't rest their starters. Baltimore 7-3 and three in conference. Cleveland's 8-3 and three in conference. Okay, so they would both be 8-3. and three. Yeah. I'll take a look at it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyways, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The, the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. 
Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, I'm a dummy. I am too, but I'm not looking at it. But, yeah, we should have figured this out off the top of our heads. Yeah, Cleveland yeah. has 11 wins right now because they played last night, of course. They only have one more game to play. They have one two. more game. Baltimore has two. So if Baltimore right now is one game ahead of them, if mm-hmm. they win this week, they're two games ahead of them. Cleveland can't catch them. Baltimore has 12 wins right now. They have 12 wins so right now. So 13 is yes, one more than 12. That is yeah. the magic number. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so so no, they then win, nobody they else can the catch them. Yeah. Okay. That's it. The final Now, answer. if yeah. Miami wins that game, they're, they are then tied – with Baltimore at 12 wins, Cleveland one win behind him. That would leave Cleveland the door open for Cleveland to potentially win the division, which is why Baltimore would play its guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think they must win. I want to talk in the circles again, but just listening to the announcers last night for the Browns game, I think if the Browns win their final game and the Ravens lose both, the Browns win the division. The Browns win the division. That's okay. What, that's yeah. what we just said. Okay, now I'm confused. But okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, so in, if you look at this. So who else are we rooting against? We want the Ravens to win. You want the Ravens to win. You want potentially the, Buffalo to lose mm-hmm. because Buffalo would then need to win to get into the playoffs over against Miami. Okay. I mean, teams like that. like Although that doesn't really matter. That doesn't factor say, in as much. What you really need to happen, Buffalo would have to lose out to not make the playoffs. Okay. I mean, it would, I guess it's better if they lose to New England because New England doesn't gain anything by winning. Right. But they're not that important to this Really, to me, it all centers on the the AFC South. Mm-hmm. You need two of those three teams to lose a game. Out of six possibles. Out of six possibles. That's not too bad. Two, yeah, they need, they can go four and two. Mm-hmm. And there's some of them, are, there's one of them head-to-head. And there's one of them that's a head-to-head. Again, you need to win in Seattle. You need to then win in Baltimore, which, again, to me is the toughest yeah. Of the whole thing, because... Well, without question. Right. I, I, to, to me, Indianapolis could lose to the Raiders. Well, that's a field goal game right now in yeah. Vegas, right. Uh, Houston could certainly lose to Tennessee. Yes. I mean, that was a 19-16 game two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's going to be Levis and Stroud. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville's a disaster. I know they're playing Carolina, yeah. but I don't think Lawrence is going to play. Here's the thing. Right now, Tennessee is 0-4 in their division. Really? They're the only – well, they and Cincinnati are the only winless teams in their division. Do we really think those two teams are going to go 0-6 in their divisions? I don't know. I mean, right. Carolina has a division win this year. Yeah, I mean, it's rare to go 0-6. It's really division. hard right. to – I'm just look take a look here if there's any uh, – every team – well, no, Washington and Arizona are the only other two teams that don't have a win in their division. Okay. I mean, it's rare. I mean – I do think that Jacksonville could lose to Carolina. I I think Houston handles Tennessee, but Tennessee's not playing bad. No. I mean, they almost beat Seattle. Yeah. I mean, almost beat Seattle yeah. just a week and ago. And almost beat Tennessee, or, uh, Houston two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they gave them everything they could handle. Yeah, and I don't think going back to Levis hurts their chances compared to Tannehill. No. You know, yeah, I, I, I'll say, you know, one thing you'll, you'll always say about Mike Vrabel's team is they'll, they'll go after it. They'll yeah, they're going to play hard, yeah. and they're going to be difficult to play against. Yeah, their offense has actually gotten a little better lately, too. Um, so, you know, do I do I think the Titans lose? They, they have two they, – they, they're a huge factor in this. Yes. They play Houston this week, Jacksonville next week. Go Titans. Everybody's a Titans fan. Everyone's a Titans fan. And we are hate the AFC South. Yeah, I mean, just any AFC South loss is great, except for the Titans. 
So if the Titans, you actually kind of want the Titans to beat Jacksonville in this regular season finale. Sure. I mean, the Titans are spoilers galore. Because Houston and Indianapolis play each other the final week of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, any Jacksonville loss is great. Yeah. I mean, either but one. If it, here's the thing. The Titans could win this week, but then if Indianapolis beats Houston next week, it doesn't matter. I see what you're saying. You're right, right. So if Tennessee's going to win only one of the next two, you prefer it's week eight. prefer it to be the Jacksonville. Okay, because that would knock them out. Because I think, well, then that makes Houston-Indianapolis basically, um, you know, if the, the Colts would happen to lose to the Raiders, that would make that an elimination game. I don't know if you know this answer, but if the Jags beat the – and it doesn't even matter the Steelers, but if the Jags beat the Panthers, lose the Titans, can they still win the division? Uh, Yeah, depending on what happens. Depends which team wins. Yeah. Okay, just direct tiebreakers. So oh, it, it, okay. It, it, does Denver need that much, or does – I don't think the Raiders need that much. Denver's 12th right now. Yeah, okay. The Raiders need a lot because they have seven wins right now. Yeah, I don't they think would the Raiders need, two games They would hard, need though. everybody ahead of them to finish it with nine wins or fewer. And, of course, they lose a tiebreaker to the Steelers okay. head-to-head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they've got a long That's a, that's long a really hard – okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was easier for them, which shocked me. But they're a, they're a game behind Their path to games. winning the division is easier than it is. Yeah, two KC losses, two Raider wins. Yeah. You win the division. And they have – That's the, possible. They have the Chargers and, and Colts left on their schedule, I think. They do. Yeah. Uh, who, who are we talking about? Raiders? The yeah, Raiders. Raiders go Colts, Chargers. Yeah. Where I mean, KC must have – Bengals, Broncos. Yeah. Okay, and they're going to win one of those. Should. You would think. Yeah. You would think. Um, yeah, so it's it's, it's very fascinating. Going there this week. So. Oh, I mean, it'll be fun just to talk about, of course, if the Steelers win. But so much of this will be clear with the Steelers win and no matter what happens on Monday. or two, Yeah. 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 Yeah, you'll know. You know if the, even if the Steelers win, you'll have a pretty – it'll be much clearer much what needs to happen. Like, one or two things need to happen or yeah. whatever. Okay. But I, I've been told, and I think many people said this, that if the Steelers win both, they're over 90% chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Because of who plays who They can finish that. ahead of Buffalo hmm. It's as the sixth seed. Because right now, Buffalo, they didn't play this year. If Buffalo loses one of these two games, it's a conference game. Mm-hmm. Right and now, they have a ton of them lost yeah, already. Yeah, right now they have five conference losses the Steelers have five conference losses well to get to to get to uh, 10 and 7 the Steelers would beat the Ravens that would put them at 7 and 5 in a conference if Buffalo loses one of these final two games conference loss conference loss you got yeah, seven yeah. loss or six losses you're the seventh seed six seed then right and the Steelers are the sixth seed yeah 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 when you said you're the okay okay so we'd, we'd love it I mean it, I don't think it's gonna happen but we wouldn't mind seeing the Bills lose the Patriots this week no I mean another conference loss for that matter yeah 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 Interesting. Okay. I mean, which one do you fear? I know which one you fear playing. I don't want to go to Buffalo. (laughs) I'd rather go anywhere than besides Baltimore. Yeah. And here's the thing about Miami. Like, the Steelers played Miami last year. Mm -hmm. It was a 16-10 game. I don't And the Steelers were throwing into the end zone twice in the last four minutes to to win that game. I think Miami's going to lose next, too. I do, too. Yeah. I don't think they're in a great spot right now. Their line's all banged up. Waddle. Defense has some... It's playing well, but that's keeping them in games, you know, and they're, I think they're wearing down a little bit. Yeah. To me, that everything keys this week on the Steelers' running game. Me too. Me too. Uh, and I think it can be very successful. I also think you can't allow the big plays, too. Yeah. I mean, like, I, 
I think Geno Smith could put up a lot of points. I mean, a lot of yardage if they can protect. I mean, Geno Smith with these three receivers, if they're all healthy against the Steelers' back seven, scares me. But if you can run the ball and keep them off the field a little bit, as, as we say every week, I mean, the Steelers' running game is first and foremost to me in every competition or every game they play, but especially this one, considering the play style keep of play. Away. Yeah. yeah, play keep away. Don't let them get on the field. Right. And their run defense is horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It's it, this is also a game you mentioned, you know, the the last two games, they've scored twenty four points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Well they have in the first three quarters they, it's, it's like sixteen, 16 total. points. Yeah. Yeah, sixteen in, total in, points. In those six quarters. Over six quarters. Yeah. If this is a game in which you can get out to a lead, mm-hmm. you take that crowd out of the game. That'd be humongous. It'd be humongous. And then you start rushing the passer too. Yeah. I mean, because their their protection's pretty bad. And then you can also continue to run the football. Mm-hmm. So to me, no, getting out early, I yeah, think, is really important. One of the other keys to this game is Eric Rowe and Patrick Peterson on the back end. Oh, yeah. Like, don't let anything get over your head. Don't take bad angles. I mean, yeah. like the Higgins play. I mean, you can't have that at all against Yeah, any, you, any I of those. guarantee you they're going to try something like that again. Oh, without without question. Without question. I mean, I could even see Fant down the, down the seam. You know, I mean, he can run. He's not a great player. He hasn't lived up to first round st- status, but. I think I'd take the over on Smith and the Jigba catches as well. I mean, he isn't probably going to hit the home run, but sit down in the middle of the field against slot corners or in front of those safeties. I could see those guys having success. So that's a huge key to me. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking about two veterans, mm-hmm. guys who've played a lot of games, but in the case of Peterson, not a lot of time at free safety. Yeah. I was about, I was about to say the same thing is they both have been around the block a lot. But Rowe hasn't played in a while, so I think getting a game under his belt is very helpful. Oh, okay, the speed of the game I remember now. Yeah. It's certainly not practice. And getting a game as a true safety for Peterson I think is valuable, you know, yeah. too. Like, okay, I've done this once. It's not the first time. Should be a little bit better, you know, a little more comfortable. This is also a game where T.J. Watt could win Defensive Player of the Year Yeah. in this game. Yeah, yeah. A couple of sacks or big play, whatever it may be would go a long way towards locking that up. You think Garrett helped his cause last night? He, well, he didn't hurt it like he had the previous. Right, right. I mean, just I mean, being on national TV is always good. He had a sack. So, side <laughs> note, I, I assume you watched the game. The Jets, 12 penalties. <laughs> like, And a lot of them were false starts. Yeah. Stupid they're stuff. They're so sloppy. And it's like that whole team and that whole organization got a pass on the fourth snap of the season when Rodgers got down. Like, yeah. oh, well, it's a wasted year. It's okay. They're so sloppy, and they're half a yard short of the sticks all the time, and when they're close to scoring, they take a penalty. And back to Garrett real quick, can we help Mackay Becton against him ever? Yeah. You know, like, obviously he's struggling. This guy's a great player. I started paying attention to it, like, midway through the first quarter. I'm like... They have no downfield passing. They kept harping on how long it takes to get the ball out. Boy, you're getting the ball out in under two seconds because they can't protect. I'm like, you're allowed to max protect. You're allowed to help this guy against Garrett. Can you, you help you him at this. all? By the way, I found out on the oh. uh, the double team rates. Oh, okay. Uh, that we were talking about That's earlier in the week. Bonkers too. If the tight end or back that is chipping you, helping on with the double team. Then goes out for a pass. They don't consider that. They don't consider that a double team. But that's dumb. That's stupid because right, the ball's right. coming out in two less than two point five seconds. Yeah. If I chip you and that slows you down a second. Yeah. 
That's, well, then that's a double team. I mean, if it makes me take one more step yeah. or whatever. I mean, how often, I'm sure the tr- it's definitely true for Bosa and Garrett and all those guys too, but how often is there a back to the quarterback's right and a tight end to the right side of the formation that Watt has to at least touch two or three people? Yeah. Like, all the time. Uh, it happens a ton. And maybe the back doesn't keep maintain the block and rolls out to the the right there yeah. in the flat when TJ's crushing down on the quarterback <laughs> as an outlet. Yeah. But don't tell me that he didn't help. Yeah, don't tell me he wasn't double teamed. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't like that metric. Hey, I if I I hope that the next two opponents double team TJ Watt fourteen percent of the time. Well the Jets might have last <laughs> night against Garrett. What are you doing? Help the guy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think if the Steelers, again, I think, you know, if you can force a turnover or two. Or block a kick or block something, a kick, yeah, something yeah, along yeah, those yeah. lines. Run the football effectively mm-hmm. and do it a lot. Yeah. And just don't turn the ball over yourself and don't give up the big plays. You should be in this game. Yeah. The other thing I think is a huge advantage for the Steelers is just their front against that O-line. I mean, whether it's a run game or especially protection, it's a bad O line, and they've been shuffling dudes in and out. We just mentioned two of them on the on the injury report as it is. And speaking of penalties, if they keep up their penalty rate, they're going to hurt themselves. Yeah. When is Sean Hockley's crew this week? What does that mean? Uh, expect to see some kind of crazy penalty that you never see called. <laughs> is that like they the... got to show you how smart okay. they are? So hopefully it's against the home team. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Some illegal formation with three guys standing on their heads, or something. I don't know. Yeah, something you've never heard something before, you've right? never heard called before. Okay, like, oh, so they're going to make some kind of splash. Didn't know that was a rule. Didn't know that was a rule. What? We'll take the ten yards, or <laughs> that gets us right. Uh, but the Steelers have been pretty good about the penalties the last couple games here. Yeah, they have. They've cut yeah, them they have. way down here. So, uh, you know, but you look at the, the Seahawks; they're averaging seven penalties per game, mm-hmm. which, most yardage in the league. Yeah. So let I mean, them do that. Let them self destruct. A false start in that, you know, on third and eight, I can understand. You know, I, mean, I mean, something like that might happen. But if you're the more penalized team, I think that's a problem. Yeah. Which, Especially. I mean, you know, the Steelers line is going to be working on a silent count. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you expect yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's – I think they're real close. Who's the better special teams DVOA team? Did you look at that? Seattle. Yet? It is Seattle. Seattle was, yeah. Okay. I think Pittsburgh's actually ahead of them overall, though, as a team. Yes. I mean, people might be blown away by that. Yeah. I think they are. That's because their defense is so bad. Yeah, they're bottom like like five, aren't they? Their defense is worse than the Steelers' offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it hurts their DVOA more, yeah. Because their offense and and the Steelers' defense, the Steelers' defense is slightly better than Mm -hmm. their offense. I think the Steelers are 7th and Seattle's like 11th or 12th in offensive DVOA. But Seattle's defense is Bad, bad, bad. Yeah, yeah. Junk. I mean, I think this might shock people, but I think the Steelers are 8th in terms of scoring against in the league. Yeah. You know, like people are like, the defense stinks, blah, 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 blah. It's like, only seven teams letting up more. Yeah, some of that's a turnover. Some of that is the red zone defense. That's the other one other area where Seattle doesn't hold up real well. Mm-hmm. It's like 62% red zone defense, which is down at the bottom of the league. Yeah, and you brought this up many times this week. Third downs are awful, awful. for this team. Both yeah. sides of the ball. Ter- Should be able to stay on, on the third field. Downs. Yeah. I still don't want to be in third and long in that building, but third downs are bad for this yeah. team. Both sides of the ball. Let's get to another break. He cool. is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. 
Dealer fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from a team. At one of the official Steelers Pro Shops, they're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly, and you're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, Matt, in their first 14 games, the Seahawks allowed 3.6 passing plays of 20 or more yards per game. Mm, okay. Uh over the past two weeks, they they haven't allowed one. That would happen to coincide with Jamal Adams not being in the lineup. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, he certainly can get beat deep. Tennessee's also not the most threatening team in the league. True. They do allow a lot of 15-plus yard runs, too. Yeah. And the Steelers have a lot of them as well. It also might shock people, but Steelers are explosive as a ground attack. Their safeties are good, though. I mean, yeah, not no, Adams, the, the, the other two. The other two that aren't Adams, yeah. non-Adams safeties, which is crazy because he's the one making all the he's money. He's making all the money. He gave the two first-round picks for him. I mean. He might he, be the most overrated player in the league. It's one of the worst trades I can remember. <laughs> I mean, they made one of the best trades ever for Wilson. Yeah. And they gave me one of the worst not long ago for Adams. I mean, honestly, he'd have to be like Paul Amalu or Reed to be worth that. Yeah, I mean, for what they it, gave and up. And he yeah. wasn't then. You know, it's bonkers. Yeah, so I, I just look at this. Um, th- this game, um, if if Adams plays, I, I think that's a good thing. I do, too, because he's on the field. He's near the line of scrimmage. You're going to play him. If you're you're going to play Carroll. him, yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll play more big nickel with him in there, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all if he misses. You'd be aware of him as a blitzer. Yeah. I mean, you'd be, you know, your blitz protection better be sound when, you know, when he's near the line of scrimmage, which he often is. But if he's over the top in a too-high shell or whatever, I wouldn't pick and bearing down on him downfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without question. It's the same thing if Witherspoon doesn't play and Artie Burns is in the, the slot. Mm-hmm. He's not a slot. No. That's I, what know, right. Like, put him in, okay, you're going to put him in the slot? I'm going to, we're going to test him. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see more of, uh, overall as a theme, I'd like to see Johnson and Pickens operate out of the slot more. But in this situation, if Adams is your slot or Burns is your slot, 100%. Attack the slot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Attack the slot. Um you know, I, I think when you when you really, you know, we've broken this down, game down a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of difference between these two teams in terms of the – I mean, they're both 8-7. and seven. People mm-hmm. are talking about the Seahawks. Oh, my God. And I get it. That's a tough venue to play in. And if, no, the, no, no, if no. the game were here, you'd feel much better about it. No question. I mean, when the schedule came out, you were like, ah, I wish that one would have been here. You know, I mean, I know you knew before. But I thought but... Seattle would be better than it is. Me too. Me too. I thought they'd be more of a contender. Their defense is rough. You know, yeah. if I'm a, you know, if I'm a Seahawks fan, maybe I, I would look at the, be the expectations at this point of, we should probably get in the playoffs as a wild card team. Maybe we win one, but it, it, it's I don't a, think you go to Detroit yeah. or Philly or Dallas or certainly San Francisco and feel comfortable about no. comfortable about it in round one at all. It, it's amazing to me the similarities between Seattle. In Cincinnati, mm-hmm. I mean, better quarterback, better passing attack with Chase out, but yeah, I mean, a multitude of tight ends, kind of an underachieving defense. Although you've spent there on there, you know, and you can't just blame injuries. Yeah, bad uh, offensive air, line, bad offensive line. Yeah, more dangerous weapons, especially without Chase. I, mean, yeah. I like their backs better. 
Um, believe it or not, Mike Pursuit is real high on Kenneth Walker. No, yeah, really? we, him and Merrill were pretty excited about that last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we had to, then we had to finish the show with some Kenneth Walker love. Believe but it or even not. at that, they don't run the ball well. Not consistently, no. No, yeah. And I'm curious. They had that stretch of losses against tough teams. Is their strength of victory low? I would um, guess that it is because, I mean, I think they beat Arizona twice. Maybe they finished against Arizona. I mean, they did beat Detroit earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, but they got walloped it's, it's by – It's 430. Their mm. strength of victory is – I mean, I was, I was it's thinking – 430. They got yeah. walloped by Baltimore, and then they had that four-game stretch, two against the Niners that they lost. You know, I mean, like they lost bad to some teams. I mean – they have a negative point differential. I mean, it's like minus thirty or minus forty. Their quality wins are against Cleveland and Detroit. Okay, that's that's, that's fine. And which are great. two quality wins? Do they offset? This? I mean, the Steelers' quality wins are against Baltimore, mm-hmm. Cleveland, Cleveland, and I, I guess you would, you would have to Rams. say the Rams. Yeah, and the Rams so. swept these guys. Rams swept these guys. Yeah, I'm curious who the Cleveland quarterback was in that game. I don't even remember. The game. Uh, it was it was it wasn't uh, Flacco. It was PJ Walker. Well, it was, that's the worst of all of them. Yeah, yeah and they, yeah. they got into a shootout with P.J. Walker. That's how bad the defense is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I knew it wasn't Flacco. Yeah. But Walker's the easiest one to face of all their quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, out of four. So, I, I don't know if they're a good team or not. I think they're an average team or slightly above. I think If they were in the AFC. And had to have a little bit more difficult slate. Yeah. Where are they right now? Are they better than any of the South teams? Or all the South teams? I kind of think so. Cleveland's better. I know they've lost to them, but Cleveland's better. Yeah. I just want to – who is their other crossover AFC game against? I don't know what division they've Lost to the Bengals. Beat the Browns 24-20. Lost to the Ravens. Where's their other AFC game? Another one in here somewhere. Tennessee, yeah, last week. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Slip past the Titans Titans Mm 20-17. That was in Tennessee, yeah. 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 I mean that's not the greatest win in the world either. But no, I mean, but it, okay, you won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won on the road. I get it. That's that's mm-hmm. big. I mean, the Steelers also beat the Titans. So you had a little bit of a Drew Lock stretch there too that you survived. Yeah, you know, you won one of them. You know, so I mean, they're good. I mean, I don't think they're terrible. I don't think they're a contender. I think they're a worthy playoff team either conference. I mean, they might, I, if they're playing Jacksonville right now on neutral field, I would pick them even with Lawrence. Probably all the South teams I'd pick them against, but I don't think they're great. Yeah, I mean, I just think you, you look at it and go, well, that offense is really good. But you can't discount how bad their defense is. I know. And the O-line is really problematic for me, too. I mean, the offense is dangerous. Maybe yeah, dangerous is a better word than good. Um, the weapons are scary, and all the guys that are going to be touching the ball are good. You Let's know? put it this way, Matt. Yeah. P.J. Walker threw for 248 yards against them. Did he really? <laughs> wow. Where was that game? In Seattle. In Seattle. Was, okay. I was, was curious about the Browns defense, yeah. home road stuff, too. Uh, yeah, so you, you get the bad Browns defense. Mm-hmm. Um, in their building. Geno Smith threw for 254, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, they ran for 114 yards in that game. So they had over 300 yards of offense. Again, the Browns defense on the road, not good. Um, but the Cleveland ran for 155. Did that. The only problem was is P.J. Walker threw two interceptions and only one touchdown. No, that's, that's why he lost too. the game. I mean, some of the common opponents. I mean, and he lost a fumble, so he turned the ball over three times. Don't do that. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, I think Baltimore ran for close to 250 they or They ran for almost 300. Yeah. It was 298. Okay. 298, wow. And I don't know what the Bengals did, but I was just thinking about some of the division games against them. Yeah, I mean, these are these are teams that Seattle went obviously the Steelers are 4-1 and one right now in the division. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the Bengals uh, won that game 17-13. And who was the Bengals quarterback? Burrow. Okay, but he was only he was Burrow was twenty four of thirty five for one eighty five with two touchdowns and an interception. How well did they run on? Seattle? And the Bengals had eighteen or fifteen carries for forty six yards. Wow, you only ran the ball fifteen times. But game. Geno Smith turned the ball over twice. No did touchdowns, it? two interceptions. He threw for three twenty six. He'll put the ball in harm's way. I mean, he's an aggressive passer yeah. that will try to thread the needle. So the Bengals won the turnover battle in that game and won seventeen thirteen. Okay. And we know Cincinnati's defense is not good. No, no, and it wasn't great then either. It's been bad all year. Yeah. You know, Walker averaged 3.3 yards per carry against the Bengals. Wow. He's, I mean, he's not been, you know, when you look at it, he's had a couple big games. Yeah. But nothing like. There was a stretch there. I don't know when they played the Bengals, but there was a stretch from like week 10 to 15 where he was playing hobbled. You know, Charbonnet got a lot more of the touches, but he's on the injury report now. Yeah, right. So you know, not the biggest guy in the world, and he runs hard. No. Um, so looking at his uh, his game log here this year, um, he had 26 for 105 against Arizona. That's his only 100-yard game this year. Is it really? He's got one. That surprised me because he's been getting a fair amount of touches. Carolina, he had 18 for 97. Well, yeah, everybody runs on Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Um that game against Cincinnati had 19 for 62. Uh, the Titans, he last week, he had 16 for 54. 3.4 yards No, they carry. didn't run the ball well at all last week. Against the Eagles, it was 19 for 86. Okay, that's it's okay. That, that's yeah. okay. He had, But he had a 23-yard run in there. Don't give that up. Uh, San Francisco was 8 for 21. The Rams was 4 for 18. Wow. Uh, I think he was pretty for, hobbled at that point. 19 yeah. for 63 against Washington. Again, 3.3 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really his most effective games were early in the year. Uh, first game against the Rams, he averaged 5.3 yards per carry. Against Detroit, 17 for 43, but he scored two touchdowns. Mm. Uh, against that, in that Carolina game, 5.4 yards per carry. Uh, against the Giants, 4.6 yards per carry. 3.3 against Cincinnati. 4.0 against uh, Arizona. He averaged 8.3 yards per carry against uh, Cleveland, but he had a 45-yard run, so his other his other seven carries, he had eight for 66. His other seven carries, he averaged three yards per carry. Hmm. Um, Baltimore, was he averaged 1.8 yards per carry against Baltimore. I think he's got more than his share of one-yard gains or less. Yeah. You know, that's that's what, I mean, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And I read that somewhere. I didn't think it was a super strong enough one to, like, throw it in my stat pack. But, but I that would also being... make sense on why they're so bad on third downs. Exactly. Exactly. You know, how and... many of those third downs are third and eight? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of it, I think their O line struggles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of times, I think he's getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll peek at that at some point. How so many. Continue that trend. Yeah. I'd say get penetration because if he does get space, he's dangerous. And yeah. you've seen that as a receiver, too. I think he has like 25 catches. But when he gets he's out there. like nine yards a catch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it's after first contact and in space. But I don't think he, they've given him a lot of space as a runner. No, I don't think and so. He's either. had some injuries and, yeah. you know. He's a good player, but if he's hobbled too, that would wouldn't hurt the Steelers' chances one bit. Yeah, he's produced on on his uh, 192 carries this year, 38 first downs. So okay. about one every six carries yeah. is a first down. That's not great. No, it's not no. great. No. We're gonna get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back uh, with hour number two right after this. Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.